0: going to continue our study in Matthew chapter 5 here tonight. We'll be in verse 9 and we're looking at the beatitudes, these blessed proclamations taught by the master teacher himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, God in human flesh. And so the last time I was here teaching, we looked at verse 8 where Jesus told us that uh, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And I talked about this promise, premise, concept. That God makes a promise, but there's a premise that we have to do our part. And so this evening, looking at verse 9, this seventh proclamation from Jesus. In verse 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And the promise that we see here. Is that you will be blessed? You will be blessed. How many of you want to be blessed by God? I know I do. Yeah. So that's the promise that you can be blessed by God and you can be called sons of God. We'll explain what that means uh, in light of the fact of our salvation that we are children of God. But the premise is that we have to be peacemakers. And we're going to spend a lot of time tonight on what does it mean to be a peacemaker. Now, the setting, once again, is Jesus has gone up on the mountainside. He's sitting, which that is a teaching position. His disciples are there. He's pouring into them. And the crowd, Jesus notices the crowd. And they're, they're gathering. And this is a prelude to the Sermon on the Mount. Um, The mindset of the Jews at this time is that they're looking for a leader, they're looking for a Messiah who will lead them into war, to conquer the Gentiles, to push out the Roman authority, and where they can rule the world. And there's no peace in their land. You know, I was thinking about this, about the mindset of the Jews. I mean, if we go fast forward here, and when Jesus is going into Jerusalem in the Passover, and the people have lined the streets, and they have their palm branches, and they're crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And what they were looking for, again, was an earthly king. But Jesus was far greater than that. His plan was far greater than what they're looking for. And they totally miss it here. But there's no peace in their land. And there certainly is no peace in our land here today. You know, I did a little quick Google search. And what I found is that there are hundred, approximately 195 countries or nations in this world today. Do you know that there are only 11 nations who are not at war today? Think about that for a second. Out of 195 countries, there are only 11 that are not at war here today. Our nation is at war and there is no peace in the land The world needs peace. The world is looking for peace. And the only way the world is going to find the peace that it needs is through the Prince of Peace, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. But because we are his ambassadors, because we are his representatives here on earth, that we're called to do his work here on this, why why we're here on this earth, we are called to be peacemakers and, and make no mistake about it, you know, a lot of times when, when we read things in Scripture and it applies, you know, to us here today, you know, we, we start rationalizing, we start thinking, well, that's for other people. You know, I'm set in my ways, I have this. But you know, this call to be a peacemaker, it starts with us. It starts with every single person in this room here this evening. Because here's what the deal is. There's the world's ways and there's God's way. And anything that you look at, I mean, you can follow how the, how the world is telling you to go about your business. Or as followers of Christ, we're called to look at the world according to, to God's principles. And that's what we see here in this Sermon on the Mount is that Jesus is telling us about this is how we should live. This is how we ought to be looking at things here. And the Beatitudes are right to the point. They're personal, and every one of these lessons we ought to take to heart. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to go back over these lessons and 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 really think about how does this apply to my life. Cry out to the Lord, Lord. What changes do I need to make, Lord? Change my heart, where where I'm embracing not the what the world is telling me, but what the Lord Jesus Christ is instructing us how we should go about our business. We are called to be peacemakers. I want to just tell you a little, a personal account. You know, I I try to be authentic and and about, you know, what's happened in my life and and, um, changes that have occurred. If you were to ask me the number one transformation in my life in becoming when I was lost, to becoming a mature believer in Christ, still growing in my faith constantly. I'm not there and and constantly looking to be more like Christ. Do I fail? Absolutely. But I know what we're called. We're called to live lives and be like Christ. And so what I would tell you that one of the biggest transformations in my life is where I used to be a fighter, to where now I understand what it means and embrace being a peacemaker. See, I, I just, for some reason, there was something inside of me where I, I, I embraced a fight. I was looking for a fight. I enjoyed a fight. I'll never forget, I was in high school, and uh, the, I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm playing football, and there was a tradition in, in, on the football team where the seniors would just abuse the sophomores. It actually was abuse. It it was a terrible thing. How those coaches ever allowed that to happen? I just had it in my mind. They weren't going to do it to me. See, I always felt like if anyone was ever against me, I was ready to fight them. And so I went in there with this mindset that there was a guy, his name was, I won't give his name, uh, but uh, his first name was Dave, okay? And uh, anyone know Dave, let's just get it out there. Okay. (laughs) This is a... So anyways, he was the biggest bully there was. Yeah, I I know him too. I've been tracking him. uh, (laughs) But uh, he was the biggest bully on the team. And I was convinced, I was convinced, I told myself that I was going to go after him, that they were going to come after me, but I wasn't going to put up for it. So I got into a fight with Dave Gramps, the big bully. Now, I have to be honest, he beat the living tar out of me, okay? (laughs) But I got in my shots. But you know what it did? No one at that point ever wanted to mess with me again. Um, In the business world, I will tell you, in the business world, I relished the fight. I really did. My mindset was, I'll win any fight. I'll wear people out. I'll keep after them. And that's just who I was. And I'm not proud when I say this. Uh, God had to transform me and change my heart. And... um, you know, I've got a friend here in the church. He just went to uh, Korea. He was in the Korean War and there's a trip that's sponsored by the uh, South Korean government where you can go over there and they treat them like kings. They drive him. I actually told this friend, I said, hey, bring a compass with you. And if they start driving north, you may want to get out of that bus. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, they actually brought him to the DMZ and there's a building there where, where the North Korea representatives will communicate with the South Korean representatives. And there are soldiers from South Korea right there, and there are soldiers from North Korea. The North Korean soldiers are the uh, most athletic soldiers that they can find, and they stand there, they don't move, and their fists, they, they have their hands in a fist. And the message is they're ready to fight. They're ready to fight there. Um, but we have been called to be peacemakers here. What does it exactly mean to be a peacemaker? Because it's far more than what I shared with you, where, where I no longer, I, I, I avoid at times, I avoid, I don't want to be uh, involved in arguments and fights. But what is being spoken here, though, is far greater Um, and the responsibility we have about how we go about our business. Um, The Lord is just not speaking about having a peaceful disposition and being one who loves peace. Now, we should have a peaceful disposition, and we should love peace. But being a peacemaker is far more than what Jesus was addressing here. See, the fact of the matter is, if we're going to stand for Christ. You're going to be in the battle. You're going to be in the battle, especially if you're out in the public sector. I've learned that in my, in my little role in city council uh, where, you know, they know who I am. They know who I represent. And you can be assured, uh, they, I could tell you story after story in the last year and a half of how people have tested me to see how I'm going to react how is that guy from Prestonwood, who comes over here in our city hall, how is he going to react? And uh, this, this beatitude has resonated with me so much about how I go about my business. See, that's what it's, what it's all about. How do we go about our business when we face confrontation? That's what Jesus is really getting at here. Even when we're standing up for what is right, that we're standing up for God's ways, we're God's representative, we're, we're uh, an ambassador for Him, be assured you are going to be in the battle. The question is, how are we going to react? See, and this even applies to our interaction with other believers. And, and we'll talk more about that here in a second. But what the world would tell you, that if you're in a disagreement, okay, and even if you're, you're on the righteous side of the argument, what the world tells us is that make it clear that the person who, who is against your position, that they're your enemy. They're your enemy. Point your finger at them. Point your finger right at the opposition. Even express anger. Make it personal. Add in some insults and some threats. Belittle them. Make sure that they understand that you're superior to them. That your mentality, that you have more facts, that you're smarter than them, you're, you're greater than them, and, and make sure it's one-way communication also, and make sure they know I'm right, I'm the one who's right, walk all over them, and I'm not going to stop until you change and come over to my way of thinking. Now, how successful is that going to be? Yet that's what the world promotes Today, Whenever we have disagreements with someone, what Jesus is saying is the peacemaker. Really, we have to look a little bit forward in chapter, in chapter 5, in verse 44, when it tells us, when Jesus tells us, he says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who, perse- who persecute you. I mean, loving your enemies, that's a, that's a difficult thing to do. Let's be perfectly honest. That is a difficult thing to do. And also to pray for them, Um, as opposed to plotting your strategy of how you're going to overcome them. How about putting that energy into praying for them? So again, even if you have biblical truth on your side, it is so important how we are interacting with people, how we are presenting ourselves as ambassadors for Christ. Uh, You know, the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to change people's hearts. And I think our responsibility as peacemakers is to embrace them in love. You know, actually, you ought, to, you ought to pity them. You ought to feel sorry for them. That for the non-believer that you're in this little disagreement with, see, they've rejected Christ. Their future is not too, is not too good. Where at least where we have a hope in a future, and that's only because of the blood of Jesus. And why would we want to? Why would we want to belittle someone like that, and just like overcome them, so that we can win the argument? See, we're called to be peacemakers. We're to love them, um, you know. And if God can love His enemies. Why can't we? You go on in verse 45 in chapter 5. It says, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. I mean, what it's telling us here is that God, that God, he, he blesses and he loves even those who don't know him. And so if God can love them, why can't we love them? Do you know, uh, for about four and a half years, I went to Hutchins State Prison. Every four, uh, uh, well, I I would go there every Thursday. I'd get up at 6 a.m., throw on my blue jeans and a t-shirt, because in the summertime, there's no air conditioning there. Uh, All you hear are the fans. I would go to the faith-based unit. I had an eight-week class called uh, How Men of God Go About Their Business, and so Uh, One Thanksgiving, by the way, I got trapped in there. A fight broke out. They were on lockdown. Uh, That's another story I'll tell you about sometime. Uh, That was great. And uh, so, but anyways, I'd go every Thursday morning. And I would, once I got through the main security, there were three gates that I had to go through. Now, a guard is supposed to stop you at each gate and make sure that, you know, where you're going, what do you have and all that. Well, I've been going there for four and a half years, and I'd get about 10 feet before those first two gates, and I'd just hear the click. And it was the guard unlocking the gate, and I would just walk through that gate. Except when I got to gate number three, there was a guard who hated me. He did not like me, he did not want me there, and he would stop me. And he saw me for four and a half years, and he would stop me and ask me, Why are you here? Where are you going? what do you have there? Let me see it. Has this been approved? And he would look through my stuff. See, he was just messing with me. And so I I determined that the best course of action for me, see, the old Ron, the old Ron would have got all bowed up and, you know, hey, I've got approval here. I got a pass here. You know, you don't need to be harassing me. You know who I am. So that's who the old Ron would be. But I decided what I was going to do is love on this man. I asked them, how's your day going? What, what should you care how my day is going? You know, I made sure I smiled at him, asked him about his family, told him I was praying for him, that thanked him for his job, that he, that he, that he did there serving, and that he was making a difference. Do you know, slowly but surely, that guy started to come around. He uh, started to ask me questions back. What church are you from? Really, what are you teaching those guys? to, hey, man, you come here every Thursday. It got to the point, see, if I would have taken the world, what the world tells us, you know, I would have been like this with him. As opposed to this being a peacemaker, we're called to love. We're called to, you know, um, uh, just, just be gracious. And that's how we can make a difference in people's lives and around us here Um, you know, I also would tell you an experience that that taught me that the best solution is always loving on people. Now, that doesn't mean that we ever back away from what truth is. We always stand up for for the truth that we have in God's word. We always stand up, but we do it in a loving and kind way. You know, the, the greatest, the thing that really emphasized that with me was working at the pregnancy center for 10 years. I was on the board at the pregnancy center for 10 years and going there and seeing how our pregnancy center went about their business. That there were women who would come in there abortion-minded. And how did they, they didn't point their finger at them. They didn't tell them that they were sitting. What they did is they loved them. They put their arms around them. They showed them that sonogram, that this is a living human being. This is your child. God's the creator. He created this life. But they did it in such a loving way. They embraced these women. And the result of that is so many of these women who were abortion-minded, they changed their mind. And for the first time, someone was loving on them in a situation that is just causing utter despair in their life. And and here this center, they loved on them. That's being a peacemaker. That's how Jesus wants us to go about our business. You know, I mentioned, you know, I've been focusing on uh, the believer to the non-believer. This also is very important for the believer with the believer. Uh, What breaks my heart is when two Christians go at it. I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, we may not agree on everything, but we're to love one another. We're on the same team. You know, we may not have an agreement on something that's a gray area in Scripture. And it's healthy to have those discussions, you know, uh, sharing why you believe and what you believe, as as long as you're using the Bible as your reference material. But for, for fellow believers to go at it, that just, that hurts the kingdom. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We are called to be peacemakers, to be peacemakers. Well, it tells us here in our text that peacemakers are called sons of God. And certainly with our salvation experience, and when we trust Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we are adopted children of, you know, of the Lord. And, um, and the sons of God here, uh, this is a little bit different. See, what it's really talking about here is that when you are in the battle, it's like, it's like there's a, a wrestling match. I was watching wrestling uh, today for the Olympics. And I'm cheering for the American, you know, uh, to get in there and win. He was my guy. See, it's like that. When you're in the battle, when you're in the match, what God is saying, he says, that's my guy. That's mine. And I'm with him. And um, he will provide us exactly what it is that we need, where we'll be equipped, and we can be sons of God here. You're God's man in the fight. Um, so what can you take from all this? I think there's a couple of things. Number one, are there any areas of your life where there's not peace? Are there any areas of your life where there's not peace? If there is, I'm here to tell you, the prince of peace is, is the solution to it. Also in your life, do you have contention with anyone? Is there, is there someone that you've been doing battle with? What I would encourage you to do is embrace what Jesus is telling us to be a peacemaker and go to him in prayer and say, Lord, I have this, this painful, painful uh, um, relationship with so-and-so. It's so much dissension. We're like this. Lord, I want to be your peacemaker. And um, I'm here to tell you, He will move in, in a powerful, powerful way. But I, at the end of the day, in all our relationships, again, we live in, right now in our country, there's such dissension. We're such a divided nation. Social media, I don't even like going on it anymore because. All you see are people going back and forth. You're not going to convince anyone on social media. You know how you're going to convince someone? is loving on them and sharing truth and letting the Holy Spirit move through you and let the Holy Spirit change someone's heart. Maybe your heart needs to be changed through the whole, through the whole process. Again, I shared with you tonight that I was once, I had this spirit of being a fighter. I'm not proud telling you that, but I am proud to tell you that that Jesus has taken that away from me. He's taken it away from me. I no longer want to fight according to the world's ways. What I want to do is be a peacemaker, and the result of, of, of that is that you can make a difference in people's lives, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We have been called to do the work of the Lord here in our time on this earth. Be a peacemaker. Don't, don't be a fighter how the world tells us to fight. Amen? Amen. Amen. I hope that resonates with you. And, uh, and uh, these Beatitudes, again, I would go back over these. Um, these are very personal. I mean, this is how we are to go about living our life. And I would... Um, I would embrace these, and you have the Holy Spirit who can, who can shape and mold you and change you and direct you, and uh, so uh, I, would really, I would really spend some time uh, on these Beatitudes. God bless you all. Have a great weekend.